So this one's a little bit shorter than the average. Uh, it's really good, um, but uh, I, I had to clip one long one into two, so this one's a bit shorter. Uh, it's like a bite-sized morsel. I uh, hope you enjoy it. And if you like the stuff we do, check out our other projects. Uh, the Forge, Shattered Worlds RPG. What else we got? Uh, Chase Does Another Path and Shakespeare. I'm on a whole bunch of different shows. Find out uh, all about that at, at my podcast network, Sinister Parent Company, at Sin Parent Co. Um, and find us on, find our website at warforthetower.com. Uh, there's probably more, but, but that'll do it for now. Bye, guys. Plover McKee had worked for the Colonel for eight months. And in that time, he'd seen every one of her various moods. He'd seen her charmed by a lovely sunrise, heard her lilting cadence as she spoke of her lost country of Scotland, and felt the power of her rage when the enemy overtook their forces. Today, however, was something new. She was frightened. Something about these new arrivals had spooked her. He could understand why the Crimson King and his forces were tricky, their schemes were varied, and they weren't above sending infiltrators into their midst. Plover considered the three and wondered, which of them is not what they seem? And how will the Colonel react once she learns the truth? The moment that the colonel introduced herself, Magnus in the background kind of goes like, I knew I recognized you. <laughs> and he says that out loud. So if you want her to hear that. She starts to back up and, and she says, I know that finger. And she starts to draw her sword and back away from you. And Oi like picks it up with his teeth and kind of shakes it around and then sets it down again near the door. Hmm. Uh. Hezekiah, right. Louie, why don't you do a telepathy Mastery, flip? Yes. This is one of my good flips. Two successes. One. Uh, I got two mundane queens, two successes. Okay, so you both get images from Oi. Um, he was up near the front, mm -hmm. and the image of the front is so weird, dude. It's like the ground splits and then unsplits in these big chunks and uh, almost like the whole landscape has been broken off of itself. Mm -hmm. And uh, the bombs and flares and stuff are coming from the other side of this gap. And near this line of the gap, you can see kind of uh, bunkers and things to cover the front and a guy in a black cloak standing, talking to someone else in the shadows. And every so often the flare goes and mm -hmm. you see, uh, you can see him better. And then, uh, Oi didn't like the way he smelled. So he, as he started to walk back, Oi started to hiss and get all angry. And, uh, the cloaked figure tried to spear him. Mm. He bit its finger off and then ran back with it. 
There's somebody here. Famous fingers, huh? <laughs> uh, Louis, the colonel keeps stepping backwards. Um, Orpa starts to get off of his chair, and the computer guy, McKee, starts to run over, and he reaches down to grab the finger. Um, anybody want to do anything? Magnus kind of gets between um, Louis and the colonel, kind of, you know, like hands kind of, you know, like trying to block them each from whatever they're trying to do to each <laughs> the other. The colonel like, from killing me and me from actively trying to piss the colonel off enough so I can... So yeah, I can exactly. That like, one, yeah. <laughs> and he, and he kind of says uh, to the colonel, if it's not too much trouble, I'd like to know exactly what's going on. What's the problem with, with this, uh, this man here? McKee picks up the finger and he's holding it up and he's giving the colonel a wide-eyed look and then he looks over at Louie and he looks down at Oi and uh, the colonel pulls up like a handkerchief or a bag or something and has him drop it in it and she throws it onto the table and she stops Orpa from engaging y'all and uh, she whispers in, in Orpa's ear, Orpa goes wide-eyed again, and he just starts going for the bat, for the door you all came through. And McKee goes, this is Nami's finger, Colonel. How did Oi get Nami's finger? Uh, last I saw, she had all her fingers. And uh, the Colonel just sighs and puts her hand over her face. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently she's used to McKee just dropping important information. In the, in the middle of difficult situations. Uh, so she points for you all to sit, and she uh, she kind of waves towards the mm. coffee machine, and she stalks off after Orpa all right. and goes out the door. So we'll have a little uh, bullshit session right here. You can ask McKee any questions, and then we'll go to the next scene. Uh, McKee? Uh, he's, he's moved to the table, and he's kind of, like, looking at the finger. McKee? I snap my fingers in front of him. Ah, oh, yes, gunslinger. What what can I do for it? When the hell are we? Um, when? Well, everyone keeps telling me that I'm long dead. Um, and I say everyone. Two people, but still, point stands. You know what? I think uh, I think the initiative made a, a, a video. Hold on, it's here somewhere. And he, he pulls down a, a white plasticky uh, sheet and starts rummaging through some drawers and then he pulls out this giant tape. Uh, Louis, that's clearly a beta max. Um, he rummages around and pulls out this machine and sticks that in mm-hmm. and, uh, and then sets up this projector mm-hmm. and this video starts of uh, it's, it's Moana meeting Merida on this field and uh there's some slogans and some some catchphrases. I don't know. It's kind of like Starship Troopers. Okay. Uh, Would you like to know more? And then it's Merida, and she says, "If you're joining our efforts, thanks for coming. Uh, we're we're all in this together. Uh, the the beams are breaking apart, as you no doubt know. And uh, and the one I live on, it's almost all gone. It's the Hawk Beam, and." The generals uh, came and and they're going to help us. They're going to help us save this beam. Uh, but things have gotten real strange, and uh, 
and the trenches are being built and the artillery is going in, but uh, we're going to run out of ammo soon enough. And, uh, and I just hope that you can help us. If we get a piece of the beam, we can reconnect our lands and, uh, and we just keep going like that until the beam is restored. Let me tell you something. I don't want to do it, <laughs> but it sounds like your one and one are adding up to two. Makes sense. Uh, thanks for the coffee. <laughs> Same question. Do you know how I get back to Earth? Makia's has undone some cables and, and put in the one connected to the computer, and he pulls up another thing, and it's this, like, ancient CD-ROM, and it shows all these, like, different time streams, and then it's got, like, their best guess of what year and time relative <laughs> to what or whatever. And you see that um, your 1990 time is linked in some way with 2020 time, uh, but you're not sure if they're Keystone Earth exactly, although you wouldn't even have that term. Ah, shit, it's all connected, isn't it? But, uh, yeah, Magnus, is Bane, Magnus Bane's world, uh, Clive Blackstone, who never showed up, uh, <laughs> y'all still don't know exactly what happened there. It says, like, Chicago 2008 or 2010. Anyway, uh, all these different times, and, and he's, like, just clicking through. He's like, uh, let me know if you see one that you recognize. These are just what we can gather with sensors and uh, portals. They'll open up quickly. We try to hold them, and then they'll go away again. Everything is, uh, everything is so strange. But So we, we have lots of intelligence, but we don't know how good it is. And Magnus is looking at all of this with just an intense fascination. Cool. Like, because he's never, he's never really seen much about portals into other universes or other time streams. So he's, uh, I mean, obviously he knows now they exist, but he, he hasn't seen much actual, you know, data or information on it. So this is very fascinating and useful. Cool. Um, Louis, you just realized that, that they kind of left you here without, without any soldiers to, to keep you here? Um, I look around? I mean, it's a big rectangular chamber full of computers and, and all sorts of weird gear. This big, long war table with all these maps and stuff. And then that door that Oi came through. And the big door that everybody's gone in and out of at the other end. Uh... I, if there's anything that looks like I can pocket it easily, I want to do that. But I'm feeling obligated to stick with the person that I shoulder tackled into a different world they didn't want to go to. Okay, that's cool. I, I wanna, I wanna steal something, but I'll begrudgingly have a moral compass and follow. <laughs> So you're just kind of roaming around the coffee. Yeah, uh, like I'm like looking under like papers. And, oh, does this look anything cool? I, like mm. I don't want to spend more than just a few minutes on it because if I'm gone for longer than that. It's gonna I don't know seem more suspicious than being gone for a short amount of time. Okay, so you find a couple of sugar packets, some equal, some weird kind of uh, sweetener you've never seen before. When Magnus notices that he's walking around, he kind of he kind of keeps an eye on him. Like something, okay. <laughs> this dude's weird, and he wants to, 
you know. Now, is it like a literal magical eye floating around? No, no, no. He just kind of he just kind of <laughs> glances over, like okay, <laughs> like you would a, a a you know, like if you notice like a disobedient child is kind of mm-hmm. poking around at things, you kind of keep an eye on him. Your your dog might grab something from the floor and you know, drop yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You uh, <laughs> you come around the corner, past the coffee machine, past the mini fridge, and you see uh. You see the all the audio visual equipment where you got the Betamax, and just sitting there around some cords between like two binders, there's just this little nondescript silvery key. Oh yeah, I look around quick moment to see if anyone's there, and I want to grab it. Does Magnus notice this? Does Magnus notice this? How about an investigation? Okay. Wit check. Man, I am not flipping well today. I got one success. Do you want to use any drive or hero point? Um, How important is it that you see that I steal? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You have two hero points. Uh, Hezekiah has two. John has three. Yeah, I think I'll just use one drive and see if I can get one more success. Okay. And that's another fail. Never mind. (laughs) Okay, you give up. He was too distracted by the uh, the information on the on the computer. Clearly, mm-hmm. I assume Hezekiah is studying the uh, the video closely. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, if you want, we can say because of your uh, your bullshit detector, you can get a a perception check here. If you sure, want. <laughs> good ultimate. <laughs> okay. Yep. So that'd be investigation and wit. Get ready or no, for presence. a lot of use of your bullshit detector with me. It's an uh, investigation in presence. It's sort of oh, a supernatural. Yeah. Okay. Eight and nine. That is a crit success and a joker. Oh, oh man. my. Uh, what's your charm stat? Two. Two. So you get two for the queen of hearts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got two One more success. And you got a joker. So... Um, you notice that Louis pocketed something or palmed something mm-hmm. near the audiovisual gear, and uh, he spills like one drop of coffee. That's what kind of made you look over there, and you see his elbow move just slightly, and uh, his his uh, pants pocket kind of rumbles a little bit. <laughs> and uh, you're still watching the video. You, you kind of just look off to the right for a second but your chair squeaks and mm-hmm. slides back an inch or so and louie just looks right at you oh hey <laughs> louie yeah what the fuck you doing <laughs> um so you know those uh i uh, i grab a sugar packet and hold it up and i go uh Never know when you're gonna need one of these. What is that? <laughs> um, I'll toss it to him frisbee style. Okay, Paper. you now have a sugar packet. Uh, you were not in Earth very long, were you? Yeah, no. Like this is this is new to me. I am I am transfixed by like paper, and then I, what am I what am I supposed to do with this? Open it. Maybe put about half of it in your mouth. <laughs> Save the rest for later. <sighs> I had a nickel I, for how many times somebody said that to me. 
Oh! You'd have a reasonable amount of nickels. <laughs> not too many, not too few. Just the right amount. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, you guys hear a beeping. Uh, it's it's like a few short beeps and then a slightly longer one and then two more. And McKee goes, oh, it's time to go, guys. Uh, and he goes to the back door that the Billy Bumbler came through and directs you all to follow him. All right. Where are we going? McKee, is it okay if we take a couple of these sugar packets for the road? Uh, do whatever. Just hurry up. Wait, I... was that beeping as in Morse code or? Uh, he says, yeah, something like that. Come on. I grab a couple more sugar packets on the way out. I, eating one, realizing that, oh, this shit's delicious, I grab a handful and shove them into my pocket. Okay, when you get there, there's two yellow ones and one pink one. All right. Which one? I I, I grab both. I grab a couple of both. I don't don't know to be picky. You've got an equal and a, uh, uh, or no, equals are blue. What's yellow? Splenda? Splenda. You have a Splenda, yeah, Splenda and, a, and a weird NutraSweet. There we go. <laughs> okay. He takes you down a bunch of uh, windy corridors, and uh, finally he hits a keypad, and he types in some numbers, and you go in, and it's another kind of ramp that goes up, and you see uh, a big, one of those big um, hatches, and it's propped open with a, with a piece of metal. And it's a metal staircase, and he climbs up it and waves for you to follow him. And as you come up, you hear like what sounds like somebody punching a a, a piece of meat. Mm-hmm. Legit. And it's dimly lit. Who wants to go after McKee? Uh, I'll go. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say not me. I'm okay with being second. Yeah, I think Magnus will will bring up the rear. Making sure that Louie, you know, can't escape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, as Hezekiah, as you come out, you see that it's like black walled. It's a maybe a tent or maybe a shed. It's about 12 feet on a side. Mm-hmm. And there is a person with their hands chained up above them to another chain and then to a chain on, or a, a, what is that called? A loop on the wall and then down and like a lever and somebody's holding the, or or somebody clicks the lever up another click, like they're slowly lifting this person. Mm -hmm. Their uh, clothes have mostly been ripped away. So you can tell it's a, a very skinny, maybe undernourished woman. And uh, yeah, her pants and her shirt are a little damaged. Uh-huh. And uh, she's got long black hair, and she looks like she's been punched in the face a couple times, uh, smacked in the chest, and it looks like her foot's been hobbled. What the fuck? And you see the yeah, colonel. Yeah, what's going on? Uh, this you sucks. see that as soon as you come out, the colonel uh, looks at you guys and holds her finger up to her lips. The woman is blindfolded. Mm-hmm. And you notice that she's missing an index finger. And there's a bunch of blood down the length of that hand. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see what's happening now. Hey, you're pretending to be someone you're not, right? <laughs> uh, the woman, like, shakes her head around. And uh, it's very strange. She seems to know where you are Shaking her head, no. That's that's what I'd do too. If any of you tied me up, I'd say no. I'm t- I'm totally Louie. <laughs> <gasps> she uh, she says uh, 
she's or she just looks right at you even though she's blindfolded. It's like she seems to know exactly where you are. And then uh, you see Colburn standing off on one side of the wall, maybe by a door, but everything's so dark, you're not sure. Uh, it's just a ground floor. It's, it's just dirt. There's a little end table, and the colonel has her coffee cup sitting on it. Are you guys making any noise or talking? I'm waiting for somebody to give me an explanation. Oh. Yeah, no, yeah Magnus say, is gonna... This is fucked up. I think it's kind of funny that they, they caught a spy. <laughs> but it's also fucked up. Magnus goes over to the colonel, like, eyes blazing. Like, colonel, this is no way to treat anyone, not even an enemy. Okay. I expect an explanation quickly. Louie, uh, did you want to talk to this spy in the brain? Um... Yeah, I'll give him a quick, uh, a quick shooting out this way. Okay, this is a servant of the Crimson King. She has been for a while, and uh, she was a double agent. That's about that's about your first instinct to what you figure out. I'll send her a "All things serve the King" message, and um, my telepathic communications there uh, henceforth will be: uh, "Sorry, you got caught." What were you doing here? Can I continue it? Probably can't get you free. Uh, so, yeah, she, she doesn't seem to want to say much. Uh, she asks who you are. Um, I give my Tahine name. <laughs> mm, nice. Uh, she, she kind of uh, pauses for a bit. And then she says, I'm going to die. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she says, uh, these people have no idea how pointless their mission is. Everything's going to end. We're only fighting this war for the delight of the king. Many of us would like to stop. I know a lot of people wanted to stop. I'm sure in many ways you would like it to stop. And in many more ways, I would like it to stop, too. But what are you going to do? Why do you think I, was, I had turned? The faster this happens, the, the sooner we can go on living our lives. We need to win this war. The quickest way to win a battle is to take out the leader. Oh, I see. You were here for an assassination attempt. I'm the colonel. I couldn't do it. She's too good, but maybe you can. Maybe. If they say anything back to me at this point, I'm not going to respond to it. I got all the info that I wanted. Okay, you get an image of a scrawled, uh, a scrawled message in a in a piece of rock, and it's like whatever the rock is, it's kind of purpley, and it's a uh, it's an arrow through maybe a a sort of lumpy circle. Looks maybe like a bison, but anyway, it's carved into a rock, and uh, it looks like you can see her reaching her hand in the dirt and, and uh, either putting something or taking something out, and you know that's up close to the front. Okay. That's it. I will check that out later. Uh, okay, uh, so Magnus, the colonel doesn't respond to you? Hmm. 
Uh, Merida, um, we were we were asking you a question. Are you still with us? She picks up her coffee and kind of waves for you to follow her, and she crosses the room and passes Colburn and a guy with uh, a guy with his own kind of mask or blindfold, and he's holding what look like jumper cables that go like stretch out the cord, stretch out into the darkness. What, are you still doing the torture thing? <laughs> what information are you trying to get? Will someone say something out loud to the new people? Nobody responds to you. The colonel flips up the, the what's it called, the sheet, and the sun shines in, and she goes, or no, it's like barely light because it's still nighttime, and she goes out and uh, encourages you to follow her. Yeah, Magnus is hard on her heels, very much wanting to figure out what the F is going on here. Okay, as uh, as the last person leaves... Oh, Hezekiah, what about you? I, I was waiting to see if we were going to get an explanation. <laughs> um, apparently not. Okay, uh, well, this will be the time. You come out and you're just standing out. Uh, this is... Um, you're just kind of out in a field, and you see the, the green hills stretching off into the distance, some, some forests, and, but the same kind of weird rumbling um, from before. And the night sky is starting to lighten, and she crosses her arms and looks at you guys, and she says, Why do you think we do this? You can't turn on our mission. We're trying to save the world. Janoi fucked up. I mean, if she doesn't tell us how she's communicating with him, she has to die. What's the point of saving the world if you lose who you are in the process? I mean, saving the world, you know, that, that ain't nothing. I mean, what they're doing is real fucked up, don't get me wrong. I'm with you there, but, I mean, there's a... You know, sometimes the price gotta be paid. I don't like it, but it is what it is. Uh, so, that fuck-ass in there that you have tied up that you're torturing with a car battery, uh, I got plenty of good information from them. Can you just kill them, like, hard-style, and I'll tell you everything that they told me telepathically? She looks at the you other two as if to say, like, why would I trust anything this Tahin says? I shrug and say, <laughs> uh, eh, torture is fun, I guess, cool. <laughs> okay, uh, all of a sudden you hear this guy shouting from past some tents, and he comes running around. He's got sort of floppy hair on one side and uh, a short vest uh, and and short pants, and he is just running. He looks like he hasn't eaten in a couple days, and he runs right towards the colonel. You see some guards come out of either side out of view and grab him, and the colonel like starts quickly walking up towards him, waving her hands and saying, you, you think she calls him balsam. Hmm. You hear uh, Colburn inside, Orpa. He orders the prisoner taken down. Mm -hmm. And then you see him start to come out, dragging her or like pulling her along. Mm -hmm. Her hands are tied. Uh, and then you hear that guy screaming for her and she just looks back at him and she looks totally stone face, just totally uh, without empathy at all. And Colburn just sighs and 
takes him the other direction. Do you guys want to follow Colburn or stay with the Colonel? I'm going to stay with the Colonel. Can somebody talk to us, please? (laughs) Which way do you want to go, Hezekiah? I'll stick with the group. Okay. But, yeah. Uh, So you're just kind of standing dumbly outside the torture tent, and the Colonel is trying to calm down this guy who's screaming, and he's like, "Uh, I will find you, Nami. Nami, please, I love you. And you see her dragged around the corner, just like a face Mm -hmm. that, like, she doesn't care. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on here. Um, oh, this is it, by the way. This, that's the last thing. Oh, okay. okay. Cool. Just Shit. <laughs> whatever you guys want to do, uh, you get one more move. You know, I would like to do a, a a flip for law, because I am just absolutely flummoxed at this point. I have no idea what's going on, who any of these people are. If like, you're sassy enough, I'm, I think they have to listen to you. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Like, they uh, have to, right? I mean, they were kneeling to me, like, ten minutes ago, and yeah. now we're... Like, actually, what... they? What is that word they keep using for you? What the hell are you? Oh, um... <laughs> uh, hold on, hold on. Uh, dude, you've you've met a Tahin. You killed a Tahin in that, uh... In that place. You've heard of them. I mean, what is a ta? Uh, this is out of character. I am, I, I am suddenly spacing. What is a tahin? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you want to handle it, John? Before. Yeah, yeah. I put a link to a wiki page in our chat for more oh. information. Excellent. But the fast answer is human body, animal head. Oh, okay. And they can get their hands on some cool faces that okay. look like humans. Huh. Okay. Okay. So you don't know exactly what animal he is, but if the colonel's right, he's some sort of animal-headed person. Gotcha. All and, right. And, you know, if you keep looking at my mask, uh, it is a little loose. Um, <laughs> no, the eyes don't match up. Mm-hmm. The mouth is too wide? You got kind of a, uh, um, what is it, like, D'Onofrio from Men in Black... Uh, exactly. Look yes. going on there. Gotcha. Okay. That's a great way to put it. Gotcha. All right. You got the. Yeah. You're you're bugging out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Skin is too big for head bones. All right. And Magnus looks okay from a distance. Right. <laughs> but we've been looking at it a lot these last few minutes. Exactly. Yeah, I think like Magnus is, is with Hezekiah here. Like he he wants. He just wants answers from everyone, basically. I would, I would settle for an answer at this point. Yeah. I, I sigh and say, okay, but don't make fun of me, all right? <laughs> okay. Magnus, you can tell that that guy Balsam is is Janoy's birth uh, boyfriend, and he's trying to plead for her life, but uh, Merida isn't isn't letting him go. Hmm. Um. Wait, wait, wait. Her name is Merida. Yeah. So we got Moana and Merida. Uh-huh. Merida's the, the hey, colonel who yeah. hates me. Yep. Hey. <laughs> all right. All right. I see. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm here for your game. <laughs> that's, why, that's why a while back Magnus realized that he recognized her. Because he's mm. from a universe where Disney is fiction. And gotcha. he watches Disney films. So... Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
All right. He knows who these people are. <laughs> I let out a big sigh, and I take my mask off for a total of maybe four to five seconds. Oh, shit. I look at the ground while I'm doing it, and then as soon as I'm done, I put it back on. Let me tell you what you see. Okay. Yeah. You see bright red hair. Really bright. Puffy, dark black cheeks. Dark eyes. You see the head of an orangutan. Okay. I put my mask back on and say, I got made fun of a lot for this red head thing, so if you could please just move past that or get it out of your system now, that'd be really great. I've heard it all already. Louie, or whatever your name actually is. Oh my god, you're an orangutan named Louie. God fucking damn it. <laughs> there it is. Oh my god. <sighs> Who's Louie the orangutan? King Louie. King Louie from Jungle Book. Oh, I want to okay. like you. I want to be okay. like you. Okay, I haven't seen it. This is my long con. Welcome to my game. <laughs> I appreciate right. it. I, I named a bartender Barty Ender, so I have nowhere to talk, so... <laughs> I once played a, a halfling uh, thief named Robin Anybody, so... Mmm. <laughs> uh, I, I named a... the necromancer Robbie Graves. Episode one of Another Path. I had a, a hobbit whose last name was uh, Sag Outs, the opposite of Baggins. Uh, uh... <laughs> While we're on this, I really want to play a necromancer named Evan, last name Essence. Oof. <laughs> oh boy. Bring me to life. Exactly. Oh boy. Oh, <laughs> Anyways, anyway. puns. Okay, guys, last, the last moments of this little scene, this cute thing you guys are having. Uh huh. Um, the colonel ain't listening to you, the boy is hollering. And. Uh, Wait, I do have one more thing I just realized that I want Magnus to say to Merida. Cool. Do it. He kind of turns to her and, like, clearly in reference, this is clearly in reference to the whole torturing situation. And he just goes, Colonel, or Merida, can I call you Merida? Do you think your mother would approve of what you're doing here? (laughs) (laughs) And then you hear a gunshot off in the distance, echoing through the tents. All here it goes. That's it. Okay. We're done. Cue <laughs> theme song. All right. Da, da, you guys da, are da, awesome. Da, Chase. Yes. Andrea. John. You guys are awesome. Uh, why don't you, uh, we don't, probably don't have time to do a whole plug. So just tell us what shows you're from or, or what you, how you think people should find you. Absolutely. Uh, my name is Chase Greenlee. You can find me on my actual play podcast, Another Path, uh, with a combination of Lord of the Rings meets It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh, Homebrew World using 5th edition D&D. Check us out. You can find me personally at my Twitter, at TQLoudly. Hey, what up, everybody? It's your boy, John. I play uh, an orangutan in the game, but in real life, it's not really fun to pretend you're something that you're not. So always be true to yourself and true to your friends and family. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at honorhimv8. That's H-O-N-O-U-R-H-I-M-V-8. 
And uh, you can also listen to me on the other uh, Jeff podcast, Shattered Worlds. I'm over there, too, sometimes. Uh, and you can find me on every other episode of this podcast. No, 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 no. And Andrea? Uh, yeah, this is Andrea playing Magnus Bane. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at myth, as in M-Y-T-H, taken underscore I-D. Or if you somehow manage to get all the way down to New Zealand, uh, look me up. I'll take you out for a drink. Awesome. And you can get in touch with us, warforthetower at gmail.com. Uh, I'm the writer here. It's uh, Jeff Richardson. You can find me on Twitter at El Jefe Tacoma. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you guys around the way, girl. And Long remember, and taxes. Nights. Oh, sorry. Let's do that one again. <laughs> no, go for it. Go for it. I was just going to say taxes suck. Uh, every bank except one bank sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, John, no that. ethical consumption under late stage capitalism. Yeah. Quit it. <laughs> eat the rich. Yeah, eat the rich. Um, Direct action. Voting is important. Which is more important than it is. Ah, shit. Vote. Like, people, vote. If you're listening to this, vote. I probably want you to vote if you're listening to a D&D podcast. Vote early, vote often. That's not how voting works. Vote exactly (laughs) once, but definitely vote early. (laughs) And then vote, you know, repeatedly in different elections. Often as in all the different elections, is what I meant. Don't don't do voter crime. Yeah, no vote crimes. Do other crime, but not that type of crime. Eat the rich. All right, guys. Yeah, be gay, do crime. Thanks for playing. Be gay, do magic. (laughs) You guys are great. Chase, do the long days thing. Oh, long days and pleasant nights. And twice the same to you. The War for the Tower is a special project of the Trap Society and Colossus Media Group. Our theme song is Morgana Rides by Kevin McLeod. You can find his music at incompetech.com. Send us an email at warforthetower at gmail.com. Stay weird, everybody. John, who do you think deserves a hero point? I will pick Hezekiah because people uh, kneeled to that character and he is currently the only credibility we have in this world right now. <laughs> so without this person who has like extra special points, we might get fucked up. I mean, if I get the hero points, I'll like get to fart twice or something. But if Hezekiah <laughs> gets a hero point... Like, he'll be able to, like, convince someone not to shoot me in the head. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, uh, y'all, um, we'll just give, uh, since John already has three, we'll, we'll just give everybody else one. Oh, nice. How's that sound? Yeah, I'll give I myself one as well. Special thanks to Kevin Cole the maker of Space Kings for letting us use the Space Kings system to to make this show. It's pretty cool. Space Kings.